you can't make this up. We were woken by not smoke alarms. That was what we were woken up by God. God saved our family. Welcome to the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I am your host, Mindy Wender Querio, and I'm a small town go-to girl next door who is obsessed with helping others see more for themselves so they can thrive in all areas of life. I love researching all the things like wellness, mindset, relationships, you name it. If I'm obsessed with it, I get hyper-focused on it and I research the crap out of it, and then I share it with you. If those are things that you're also obsessed with, then keep listening and let's become new best friends. On December 1st, 2022, our family experienced a horrific life-changing event. And it's one of those events that you hear about and you see other people experience and you're you're just horrified and you feel so much compassion to those families who experience it but you just never believe it would happen to you that's what happened to us on december 1st of last year which was 2022 my husband was woken up at around one in the morning and he started to faintly smell something And he was thinking to himself, oh, it's probably nothing. You know what? I'm going to get up and check. So he gets up and checks. And he's looking in the living room. And let me just tell you the layout of my home so you get a visual when I tell you this story. So we have a house, the main level. It has like the kitchen, living room, and and the master bedroom. There's one bedroom on the main floor. And then the upstairs has my daughter, Lily, who's 11, in the first bedroom. Then a bathroom that they share. And then Hudson, my seven-year-old on the other end. So two bedrooms upstairs. Hudson and Lily both have special needs. If you follow me already, you already knew that. And then down the downstairs, so in the basement, there's three bedrooms down there. Three boys slept down there. And it was Lane, my 15-year-old, Mason, who is 11, and Lennon, who is seven. Just so now you kind of get seven people in this house. He's kind of smells something, kind of doesn't. He decides to get up and check. So he's looking in the living room. He's looking in the kitchen. He's like, I smell smoke, but I don't like, I I don't know what this could be. Looking all over the place. Can't figure this out, right? He's looking all over. He decides, okay, he comes back in the bedroom and I'm like, what's going on? That I was still basically asleep. I just felt him get out of bed. So I was like in and out. I was like, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I just smelled some smoke. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's weird. I don't, I don't smell anything. And he said, you know, I'm going to go check on the littles. We call Hudson and Lily the littles. Mm-hmm. So he goes upstairs and he opens up my daughter's bedroom. Everything's perfectly fine. He doesn't smell anything out of the ordinary. He doesn't see any smoke. She's fast asleep. He shuts her door. He goes down the hallway to my seven-year-old's bedroom And he opens the door and his heart sank. The entire room was filled with smoke and set for a little bit above where my son was sleeping. And Joey told me the first thought in his head is his heart sank and he said, he is dead. And all of a sudden, Hudson's head popped up and looked at Joey and he said, go night night. 
and he put his head back down. And then Joey was just instantly like a breath went out of him, like relief. Goes and grabs Hudson, scoops him up in his arms, runs down the stairs to me, looks at me and said, there's a fire in the house. Go back, grab Hudson, go back upstairs and get Lily. I'll get the boys in the basement. We'll meet at the front door or outside in the car. Go now. So immediately, even though I have no knowledge of what to do in that situation, when my family's life, like, I I mean, you know, you could just panic, right? And you'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to get Lily, but I also have to get the boys in the basement. And, And like, you just, I was like, okay, we need to be very calm and act fast. I can't spiral. I can't panic. I'm going to just do what Joey told me and meet outside in the car and, or at the front door. I, I grab Hudson in my arms and I ran faster than I've ever run before, skipping steps all the way up to the up to Lily's room. And I open her door and I had to wake her up and say, Lily, there is a fire. We have to go. So Lily has autism. So it, it to her, there's no sense of urgency. She's not fully understanding this, you know. And she has so, if you know Lily and follow me, you you follow me for a while. Everyone loves Lily. Like when you get to know Lily, it's just to know her is to love her. She has her favorite blanket she needs. She has all these things she takes with her every, everywhere. She's just one of those kids. And I was like, we don't have time, Lily. We have to go. So she's trying to collect her belongings, which is basically her whole room. And I was like, we got to go, honey. There's a fire. Mommy will explain to you later. Everything's okay. Let's just go. I'm trying to stay very calm and like monotone voice. So she's not scared from me. So I get Lily. I grab her by the hand. I still have Hudson in my arms. And I'm basically carrying both of them down the stairs to get to the front door. And the reason why I wouldn't let them go or let them out of my sight is because I couldn't freaking see anything. If I let Lily go, I would have lost her. So that's where I'm at. That's where I, what I'm seeing right now is after Joey opened that door, mind you, no alarm, no smoke alarms woke our family up. No smoke alarms woke Joey up. What set the smoke alarms off is Joey opening Hudson's room when he went upstairs to check on him. And when he opened up that door, that's when the smoke alarm went off because our house was older and there was a smoke detector in the hallway and my kids sleep with their rooms closed, closed, which that's fire safety is what you're taught, right? Because they did not have fire de- or smoke detectors in their room or in his room, th- that's why it, we weren't triggered to wake up from a detector, from the alarm going off. It's, it's all crazy how God works, that God woke up my husband And that Joey followed his gut feeling to wake up, go check. And when Lily's room was fine, he didn't think, okay, everything's good. He still went to check on Hudson's room. When he opened that door, all that smoke came out. And then that was it. It was like, that was just, I, that's what scares me thinking about this. How much time did Hudson have? How much time did our our kids in the basement have? Because when he went down the basement, it was he opened up the gym, which wasn't part of the bedroom area. And the gym was filled with smoke because that's where it started in our basement in the gym. I get the kids downstairs, not letting them go because our entire house is filled with smoke. I cannot see 
I will lose them. And Joey literally meets me at the door at the same time. And I'm like, come on, guys, let's get to the, I get the kid, five kids, like in a circle, like, oh, my baby's here. And I, I'm like, get outside, get in the car. And I'm still monotone, trying to make them feel safe and protected. Like we got it handled. You guys are good. And I get them out, get them in the car. And I look at Lane. I'm like, Lane, you're in charge. Do not let anybody out of this vehicle. You need to pay attention and make sure nobody leaves a vehicle. I got them all in the car. I went back in for the dogs and Joey's looking for our cat. Moose finally comes out. Baxter thought he was in trouble and he was scared. So he hid. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my dog. And I looked, I turned and looked in and right in the window, I saw him hiding underneath the dining room table. So I was able to get back in there, cover my mouth, get back in there, get Baxter out. And I said, Joe, you need to get out. And the lady, the dispatch lady was saying the same thing. Sir, you need to get out of the home and wait for the firefighters to get there. We all get out of the house. Everyone is safe. Our two dogs are out. Joey could not find our cat because cats tend to do that. They run off. And this is Willie's best friend, you guys. She slept with her every single night. And we, Joey kept trying to go in and look through the windows for this cat. I mean, we looked everywhere. The first thing we tell the firefighters, we have a black cat. She's in there. We think she went in my closet. They were looking, the firefighters were amazing. They were looking for her. So we get in the car and that's when you know, okay, we're all out. We're all safe. You can breathe, right? And so Joey's doing some things, talking to the firefighters outside the car. I'm inside with all the kids and I pulled up all the way on the hill of our driveway, looking down at the house. So we're just had some distance and we are all sitting there in silence, looking straight forward at our home in flames, smoke barreling out. They open up the front door and all you could see is our Christmas tree. Again, it was December 1st. Christmas tree up in flames, our couch up in flames. It was wild. And this is the best part and my favorite part of the story. We survived. God spared my family for whatever reason. God spared my children. Three on one level, my husband and I on the main level, two with special needs on the upstairs level. You can't make this up. We were woken by not smoke alarms. That was what we were woken up by God. God saved our family. And I'm just sitting in my car. Oh my God, now I'm getting emotional because God's so good. That's why I'm emotional because God is so freaking good for saving our family and my children. And I am looking at our house up in flames and this is going to make me cry because what kids are this good? What this, this is just a God thing. I'm looking at this fire and my kids and I, I was thinking it and my kids all just started saying, we survived. God saved us. Thank you, God, so much. Thank you, God. And they just started praising and showing gratitude. Mind you, their entire house is up in flames. They only have the clothes on their back. Two of the five kids are in underwear. That's it. That's all they have out of all their belongings that they've ever had in their lives. They're in underwear. Other kids are in like shorts and a t-shirt. Some have shoes, some don't. And they are sitting there praising the Lord for saving our family. 
That is the perspective I want. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live my life. I want to live my life like that. And that's before they even opened my mouth, their mouths. That's all I was thinking about. God, thank you for saving my family. And so then we all sat there and we held hands and we prayed and prayed and prayed gratitude to God for saving our family. And we thanked God for saving our dogs. And we prayed to God, please help find our cat. And then one of the kids said, let's pray for the firefighters. And then they started praying for the firefighters and thanking them and asking God to bless them and their families. That is the perspective that we all need to have as we go through this life because we are not promised to not have struggles and we are not promised to not have trials and hardships and just things that happen, right? There's nothing promised to us. But if we can develop this perspective and flip the way we look at things and just develop a, a, a different type of mindset and perspective, it can help you go through life looking at a situation like a house fire, like the Wonder Quario kids did. And I think about this often, this situation often, and my children often. I'm like, I got to channel, I got to channel Wonder, Wonder Quario kid um, mindset today when I handle this. So today, that is what we're going to talk about. Hallelujah. We were saved. And today we are going to talk about how to change your perspective because changing your perspective can truly change your life. So first of all, using that as an example, how could we have looked at that situation in a lot of different ways? We could have looked at that situation very negatively. We could have, our kids could have been, oh, oh my favorite this, my favorite that, or all of these things, but they didn't. They chose to be grateful and have gratitude in those moments for being alive. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we're going to do because there's so many situations and so many examples that I can give you and that I will give you as we go through this. So what do you need to have a healthy perspective? First of all, we got to be flexible. If we're so stuck on um, in our ways and stuck on our old beliefs and our old perspectives, there's no room for change so we can have these positive perspectives. You have to be flexible and willing to do the work to to make that change. And then two, you need to be, it needs to be logical and realistic. So sometimes it's hard to change our perspectives because it is rooted in logic, in, in realism. But other times it's like so not realistic at all and we've learn this as a child and we're stuck in our old habits. And then the third thing to develop a healthy perspective is it needs to support us and be positive towards our well-being. If it isn't going to support you and it's harming you as you go through life and you're feeling negative and you feel like every situation, like a car could cut you off and you have like a negative perspective on that, like, okay, we need to make a change. That is not serving your everyday well-being, right? Okay. The other thing I want, it's very important that I say this because I never want you to feel this way because this is the opposite of who I am. I'm a very compassionate and understanding person. So none of this episode is to say 
that you have to have the same reaction as me if you have a horrible event happen to you. And none of this is to say that the things that you're experiencing, the issues and the life problems, they're, they're real life. Like I literally had nothing. I lost everything in our fire. It's real life. I'm not trying to have this toxic positivity. But at the same time, I want to help you to develop something that's going to serve you and your happiness because you you have two options. You could see a, a situation one way or the other, one way serving you and the other way does not. But I do have compassion for all the things that you guys go through and I do have understanding and that's why I want to help you work through these things. Okay, so the other thing before I get into some examples is a lot of times what we do is we attach a feeling or emotion to an event or a situation, let's just say, or a habit even. And it's rooted so deep inside of us that we're like, men always lie. Or this person, you had friends when you were younger, make fun of you and bully you. If you have been bullied when you were younger, then you think every friend is gossiping about you or out to get you. Or like, you just can develop more of like a victim mentality. Like, I hear people that, you know, even friends of mine or just in everyday life, I'll hear people say, of course, this would happen to me. Just my luck. This always happens to me. No, that would never happen for me because whatever. And they just view themselves as this unlucky person, which that's an episode coming up. It's called Lucky Girl Mentality. And I'm going to share a ton of examples of how I've had this mindset since I was a child. But I'm going to show you how you can develop it too. That's an upcoming episode in the next couple of weeks here. But you don't want to be that person that's always like thinking the worst is going to happen to you or you're ex- you you literally expect it. So you attract it to your life. And even if it, you aren't attracting it, what you're doing is you're expecting it. So that's what you see. So here's an example. Say so there's let's just say twin sons. This is a real life example, by the way. There's twin boys, identical twins, who were raised by alcoholic father, and they grew up in in the household, same everything, okay? Identical twins. When they became adults, one became an alcoholic and one became a successful business person. So when asking these sons, why do you feel like you are the way you are, okay? One son, the non-alcoholic, who's a successful businessman, said, I am the way I am with alcohol because my dad was an alcoholic. So I don't want to touch this stuff. I saw what it did to his life. No, thank you. When asking the other son who is an alcoholic, he answered, they asked, why are you the way you are? And he says, well, my dad was an alcoholic. So of course, of course, duh, that's why I'm an alcoholic. So you could see two identical twins raised in the same environment by the same parents One has that perspective. I'm not touching this stuff because my dad was an alcoholic. And the other is, this is just my deck of cards. My dad was an alcoholic. Of course, I'm an alcoholic. So you can see how flipping the switch on a perspective can really change for your benefit to a positive in a positive um, way for you and how you live your life if you allow it. Other examples is body dysmorphia. We all have, especially as women, we have either we have experienced it ourselves or we have friends that we surround ourselves with where they say these things and we're like, girl, what are you talking about? But it's really how they see themselves. 
And then another examples, example is what others will do to you. You always think somebody's out to get you, always somebody to, out there to hurt you, or you think you're weak or always sick. You're probably going to be always sick um, or single forever. This is one I hear a lot. Um, they just, there's women out there that may have had a couple bad dates. So now every bad date they view through a lens of this date is going to suck and I'm going to be single forever. These things, for example, in a business, because I know some of you are in business, these things can really hold you back from creating your dream life, these perspectives. So if you have a perspective that it is impossible to pursue my life dreams or be successful, guess what? You're not going to be looking for those opportunities, the right people, going after your dreams, stepping outside your comfort zone, you know, investing in yourself, even listening to a podcast on the topic, right? Right. So look, so here's what you're going to do. I want you to start looking for examples each and every day through podcasts, through books, through friends you're speaking with, through, and I love talking with other people and asking questions and getting I need these for my toolbox, these stories. Well, how'd you do that? Why'd you do that? I want to know because then I can use that as an example for when I'm talking to a friend who's struggling in an area that because of their perspective, I could be like, well, here's some success stories. Why you're not going to be single forever either? Or why, you know, insert whatever the, the story is, the example is. So what can you do? Here are some tangible takeaways that can really, really change how, and this isn't going to happen overnight. This is going to take practice and you're going to need to be consistent. But these can, this, this little tweak in your life, changing your perspective on situations can transform your life. Okay. Each and every day you have a choice to look at a, a situation or an event or whatever, somebody cutting you off in traffic and you have the choice to make how, what lens are you going to see it from? Are you going to see it from the, the identical twin who said, well, my dad was an alcoholic. Of course I am. Or are you going to see it through the lens of my dad was an alcoholic? Of course I'm not. I'm not going to touch this stuff. The choice is yours. That's the thing that I hope you gain from a, a big piece that you'll gain from these podcasts that I do is that you have the power. Don't give other people your power. You have the ability to do this. So here's what to do. Number one. It's again, you have the power, change your self-belief, start believing in you, get, build your confidence, have self-awareness. It's key to have self-awareness. And this is why I think I talked about this last in the last episode about journaling. Journaling will help you so much gain perspective. And then you can, through journaling, you can actually change your perspective in your writing. So if something happened to you and you feel like, oh, I'm so down about this event that happened. Like my friend told this lie about me or whatever. You can really say, okay, logic, real, be logical and realistic, but also let's reframe this to serve us in, in a positive light. And you can really just change your perspective on paper and then you'll start believing that to be true. And you'll start to see it through that lens and you'll start to have more compassion for other people. So what to do is people that can change their perspective a lot easier than others are those that have self-belief, self-awareness, and have a personal growth mindset. So being able to or learning how to step back, step back and view the situation 
differently through a different lens and be happy to change the way you see something or the way you believe about something. So you have to be flexible, like I said before. So if you're stuck in your ways and you're a very stubborn person, you're going to have to really work through this. You really are going to have to work through this because when those that are stuck in their ways and are very stubborn, they're like, no, I'm right. I'm not, I'm not changing my ways. I'm not admitting I'm wrong. But really, you're only hurting yourself. So be happy to see things in a new light, in somebody else's light. And even if you need time, tell your friend, tell your spouse, tell whatever, the, give yourself that time to pray about it. Ask God to help change your heart on the situation. Everything I say, please invite God, because that's like really the secret sauce on how to do it 10 times faster. Invite God into goal setting, invite God into your journaling, invite God into your prayers, invite God into changing your perspective and invite God into changing your heart and softening your heart. Okay. Number two, what if it were true? Like, even if you don't want to like fully hang on to this new perspective, write the new perspective down. And then what if it were true? What would that look like? Start visualizing what that would look like and how your life would be. So if I were the person that really was just like, we lost everything, it, it, that's okay to be that way, by the way. I could have so been that way and nobody would have faulted me for that. It just wouldn't have served my family. This perspective really served my family and was such a, oh, what a great example for my children. If I were to be in a different place and had a different mindset of the fire and I just took a, I took a step back and said, what would it look like? If this were true, the perspective I actually had, what would it look like and how great does it look? Of course, I'm going to want to change and, and adapt to that new perspective, right? Number three, start identifying as your future self. We are going to have a whole episode in the upcoming weeks on this because I so believe in this with every ounce of my being. If you don't feel like you can believe this new perspective you're trying to develop, that's okay. But once you start identifying as your future self, the person who, you know, building your confidence, changing your perspective or changing your belief system, having a growth mindset, doing all this work and journaling and doing all this stuff, right? Listening to more podcasts and audiobooks and reading books and being around the right people, you're going to become a completely different person. And it's going to be so much easier to be like, okay, if I'm identifying as my future self, the person who I'm becoming, this is a walk in the park, this new perspective. That's what you need to start doing. And like I said, we'll go into that in more detail soon. For monitoring your inner voice, your mean girl voice and your thoughts and be very mindful of what you're thinking about. Are you thinking about these things, developing these things because you want people to feel bad for you? Do you feel bad for yourself? Are you stuck in an old way because of somebody hurt you in the past? This is, again, where journaling can help you. So when you start monitoring your thoughts, start journaling about what that means for you. And you really can get to the root of the issues, the root of why you have this perspective. And then five, lastly, is you have to, okay, this is last, but it's the biggest. So please, if you if you tune me out and I've gotten boring, I need you to perk up and listen to this last point. Life is happening for you. Life is happening for you, not to you. So when we get into the mindset thinking that, oh, this is happening to me and this person's against me and I'm a victim or 
can you believe this happened to my poor family? Or could you believe that whatever? You have to start flipping your perspective. Let's just use some examples here. Like, let's just say, oh, every like this boyfriend cheated on me. This happens all the time. What start seeing it as life is happening for you. Now, if that is true, journal this. So write that on your journal. Life is happening for me. God wants the best for me. God would never want something to happen bad for me. And we have an episode with Tara Bilek, one of my best friends, and we're going to talk about all this, about what God wants for you and how God truly life is happening for you in your favor. And it's it's going to be so key, such a key piece for your personal growth and just for your heart. It's just, it's going to be good. But if you think like, oh, this boyfriend cheated on me. Everyone cheats on me. This is horrible. No, we have to think about good thing that we found this out now before we married that person. Good thing we found this out now before it continued to happen and we're just getting hurt over over and over and over. God maybe thought this person is no longer needed in your life. You've got what you needed, one and done, get out of my life and it's time to move on. Or Maybe if it's your spouse and this happened and there's remorse and there is, you know, something that in your heart, God's telling you, you want to forgive. Maybe God's want going to help you work through that. But all in all, you can't continue to think that life is against you because it's not, it's for you. All right. That is it for today's episode. I'm excited to chat with you guys next week. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. If you want to share anything that really helped you today, that is what feeds my soul is you guys leaving reviews and you guys rating the podcast and just shooting me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or even on YouTube. I'm I'm going to try to put all these episodes up on YouTube as well. So and there'll be like video so you can see like I talk with my hands. So if that's something that you're into is watching over just listening on a podcast, feel free to do that. And that is it for today. I'm so excited to chat with you next week. And again, thank you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I love connecting with you on social media. So if you guys want, please shoot me a DM at either our podcast Instagram, which is at Obsessed or Not Interested or even my personal Instagram, which is at Mindy Wender. I check them both, so either is fine. Oh, and truly, if this has helped you even 1%, if you could do me huge solid and leave me a rating and review, that would mean the world to me. When you guys do that, here's, here's why I really love it. It's because it helps the podcast be able to reach more women who want and need this. So truly, that is like the best compliment you could ever give me is just leaving ratings and reviews for this podcast. Anything that I talked about in today's episode, any links or resources, you will find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today. Can't wait to chat more in the DMs and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday.